Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. Hello. Sherry, this is Luke. Hey, Luke. How are you? I'm doing all right. Hey, I'm calling to get your permission for something. Okay. We are introducing a new segment on 30 Pop this week, and I want to use it to sort of embarrass your daughter, Haley. (laughs) Oh, that sounds kind of fun. It sort of involves you, but I think it'll be worth it to make your daughter squirm a little bit. Okay. Well, I like making Haley squirm. That's always fun for me. Perfect. (laughs) I'm excited to hear about it. Awesome. So will we see you at the next trivia night? Of course. Wouldn't miss it. I'm ready to win. All right. Thanks so much, Sherry. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, Luke. Bye. From Milieu Media Group, this is 30 Pop, a weekly peek back at the music, movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Braun. This is Season 2, Episode 5, Cheap Beer and Romantic Music. Today, we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, February 3rd, 1990. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of 30 Pop, looking back at all the pop culture goodness from this week in 1990. Clearly, not much has changed over the last three decades as 30 years ago this week on January 28th, 1990. The San Francisco 49ers were in the Super Bowl, except in 1990, they won. And they did so in impressive fashion, beating the Denver Broncos 55-10. to I don't remember that game specifically or any football game from my lifetime, but I guarantee I watched it with some family friends and laughed at all the commercials. Commercials, for those of you who weren't alive at that time, were like the ads that come up on YouTube videos, but scattered throughout whatever you're trying to watch on your 1,000-pound television. Except that you couldn't skip them or speed through them in any way. But on Super Bowl Sunday, you didn't really want to. That was the one event every year where you actually kind of wanted to see the commercials. Can you imagine? Anyway, commercials weren't the only fun part of the Super Bowl back in those days for folks like me. We also look forward to things like the halftime show. Actually, that's how I remember it, but that's probably not really true. In my mind, the Super Bowl halftime show didn't really get good until the following year when New Kids on the Block performed, or the year after that when Michael Jackson performed. In 1990, though, the Super Bowl halftime show went to jazz clarinetist Pete Fountain, American singer-songwriter and fiddle player Doug Kershaw, New Orleans soul singer Irma Thomas, and the marching bands from three local Louisiana universities. And while I'm sure they're all technically gifted musicians, that just doesn't strike me as the most exciting musical option for halftime. Pre-game, however, was slightly more exciting with the uniquely voiced Aaron Neville singing the national anthem. But again, the next couple years featured Whitney Houston and Harry Connick Jr. Still though, Aaron Neville is a legend. And he had to be the first musical artist with a face tattoo, which is basically all it takes in 2020 to have a career in the music industry. He was so ahead of his time. The one thing I do remember somewhat about the 1990 Super Bowl was the return of the Bud Bowl, Anheuser-Busch's stop-motion animated ad campaign featuring anthropomorphic bottles of Budweiser and Bud Light playing football during commercial breaks throughout the game. 
It had started at the 1989 Super Bowl, and people loved it. So it returned in 1990 and throughout most of the 90s, to the great delight of future beer-drinking children everywhere. At the end of that game, which Budweiser won for the second year in a row, 36-34, the company revealed their new slogan, Nothing Beats a Bud. I didn't have my first beer until 17 years later, and to this day I've never tasted any sort of Bud beer, but I feel confident in saying today there are lots of things that beat a Bud. But I digress. Moving on. The number one film in the country this week in 1990 was once again Jessica Tandy and Morgan Freeman's award-winning Driving Miss Daisy, a classic in every way. If you'd gone to see it in theaters this week, you might have also been blessed to see this trailer for another true classic. Steven Seagal is Mason Storm, a cop working undercover until his cover was blown. Whoever that is, I don't want him to get an hour older. They thought they'd seen the last of him. But Mason Storm is hard to kill. Mason! Now. He's toast, do you understand? The climate is right. We'll get him, buddy. For revenge. Every one of them. Think you better dial 911. Mason Storm is about to hit back. wasn't the time. Now is the time. We are going to put an end to violence, and you can take that to the bank. Steven Seagal is hard to kill. Take that to the bank. We'll dig a little deeper into that martial arts masterpiece next week when it somehow takes the number one spot at the box office away from Driving Miss Daisy. Other news from this week in 1990, on February 3rd, the mildly but inexplicably famous reggae-influenced pop artist Sean Kingston was born. I tried very hard, but to no avail, to find a single song of his that I recognized. But what I did find was that the music video for his 2007 debut single, Beautiful Girls, featured the brilliant, but then still relatively unknown actor Tom Hardy, who happens to be one of my very favorite actors. But enough about me. One significantly more important, at least to this show, although currently less famous birthday from February 3rd, 1990, was that of my good friend and new business partner here at Mill U Media Group, Tommy Parker. Happy birthday, Tommy. I'm really, really glad you were born. And speaking of 30th birthdays, another dear friend, trivia night competitor, and regular guest on this show, Haley Durrett, is also turning 30 this year, in just a little over nine months. So I invited her to the studio this week, as well as our dear mutual friend, Emily Fraker, to talk about it in a brand new segment that I call Baby Making Music. Haley and Emily, welcome to 30 Pop. So good to have you both on. Hi, Hi I'm excited. Thanks, Luke. Yeah. Yeah, this is just, you can both talk at once. It's great. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so we're here today for a brand new segment on 30 Pop, which we are calling Baby Making Music. <laughs> and 
Hashtag awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I've invited you specifically, Haley, because, Mm -hmm. you know, human gestation lasts about 280 days, as most people know. Sure. And we are about Mm -hmm. 280-ish days away from your 30th birthday. That is good math. Which means that you were conceived about this time 30 years ago. Mm, That's something. I just thought it would be really interesting. (laughs) Brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) To listen through... One of the songs that was like probably the most romantic song that was topping the charts 30 years ago this week and just (laughs) see where your imagination goes. And Emily, I have you here because you are a part of the Durrett Dynasty, one of our better teams from 30 Pop Trivia Night. Y'all have won once, I think. Okay. No, stop. Wrong. So anyway, so so I just thought it'd be good emotional support here for... I was also nine years old and I feel good about that. I was... I'm ready. Twinkle in someone's eye. You were about to be anyway. Not for so long. <laughs> again, the lights are dim. I'm blushing. Candles are already <laughs> straight out the gate. <laughs> Someone should be videoing this. And mom and dad put the tape deck on. <laughs> and let's listen together. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why are you covering your face? Oh, man. What a song. What a video. <laughs> I mean, it's a sad song. It's romantic, but it's sad. That feels right. Yeah. <laughs> that feels right. <laughs> what are you imagining right now? <laughs> I'm trying to picture the music video for this song if we're being... Oh, complete. that's not the point of this segment. I know, we're not, I know, I know. <laughs> Do I need to re-explain what we're doing here? No, I'm just... There's certain images I'm trying not to picture right now. Right now, what are you picturing? <laughs> I'm not... I'm not picturing... Hang on, listen to the chorus. What are you picturing? I don't know if I like this game, Luke. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't. I didn't expect that you would like this game. I do think listeners will like this game. Sure, I bet they will. So this is yeah. Michael Bolton, mm-hmm. number one song on the charts this week. Mm-hmm. I'll remember that. For How am I night. supposed to live without you? How? Yeah, I couldn't have without my parents. That's lived. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So we'll we'll stop the tape deck. Mm-hmm. For now. Wink, wink. Oh God. <laughs> But, you know, it is a very romantic song, and he is, he's got quite the voice, you know? Yeah. He, Do you know if your mom is a Michael Bolton fan? Um, or was 30 years ago tonight? You know, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure on my mom's level of fandom of Michael Bolton, if I'm being completely honest. Do you know what Michael Bolton looks like? Or yeah, he's got like the hair. 30 right? years ago tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the hair. Yeah. Like the Fabio hair. Yes, big hair. Yeah. Permed, though. Almost permed or naturally. There, at different curly. times, different hair. Yeah, I mean, Gosh, sometimes permed right. and brown, sometimes blonde and straight. But yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. yeah, I'm I like in complete honesty, I'm not super familiar with Michael Bolton other than the hair and a handful of songs like that. I recognized his voice, but I don't course, think I could yeah. list off his greatest hits. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know how much my mom loved, loves Michael Bolton. Do you feel like that song could have been the song? So here's what I do know. <laughs> My parents were pretty progressive with how we talked about 
like sex and human reproduction in my childhood. They like had the official quote unquote talk with me when I was in third grade. And my first follow-up question to that was, is that what that lady did with President Clinton? <laughs> if that gives you a sign of the times. Wow, yeah. And they were like, uh, kind of. And I was like, yeah, I bet Mrs. Clinton was pretty upset about it. But then a few years later, when I started putting the pieces together, I remember vividly driving around in my mom's car. So this was the car that she got when I was in fifth grade. So I was at least 10 or 11. So and not the car that they had 30 years ago tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Not that car. Okay. And I started... there's tape decks all over the place. <laughs> right, right. And I remember looking at her and being like, hey, nine months before my birthday is Valentine's Day. And I like had a moment. I was like, oh, oh my God. Valentine's Day is ruined. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And the only thing my mom said in response to that was, Haley, it wasn't Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's all I know, and that's all I care to know and imagine. Well, I, I would mean, like to encourage okay. you to imagine a little bit more. So <laughs> other songs that were on <laughs> top of the charts, and maybe one of these is more seems more fitting to you, and you can just tell us which ones. Oh. I'm going to give you the top 10 songs on the Billboard charts from sure. the night of your conception. Sure, sure. It was How Am I Supposed to Live Without You was number one. <laughs> number two was Paula Abdul, Opposites Attract. Never know. I feel like that has a higher chance. Yeah, really? Abdul. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Rod Stewart's Downtown Train. Sherry loves Rod Stewart. <laughs> so, do you want to listen to that one real quick? Or? I mean, we can put it on. Maybe there was a playlist. Uh, oh, God. Seduction, two to make it right. That could very easily. I don't know the song, but I mean, the group is named Seduction. Yeah. Feel right to mm, you? Okay. I mean, you just stop I, me when you feel like we. Aerosmith, Janie's Got a Gun. That doesn't feel. <laughs> that doesn't feel great. Skid Row, I Remember You. No. Probably not. No, yeah. that doesn't sound like Brian Tom Petty, Free Fallen. High on the charts this week. I mean, I've always loved that song. Maybe that's because it was the first song I ever heard. It was the <laughs> first song you ever heard? Maybe. When she was conceived. Oh, that's what okay. I'm saying. I got like, you. I've, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've always had a weird affinity for Tom Petty. I don't know if you can Petty. hear that quickly, but... I don't know when your ears Number eight on the chart was Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty rhythmic. Uh, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> We've got <laughs> Just Between You and Me by Lou Graham. <laughs> I don't even know who Luke Graham is. Nobody does. And then <laughs> okay. Jody Watley's Everything. That doesn't feel familiar either. You know, I'm going to go ahead and give you number 11, too, just in case. What Kind of Man Would I Be by Chicago? Does that feel like your parents? Yeah. Do you want me to pull that one up? Maybe. I mean, I don't want that. But <laughs> if if what we're saying here is that what kind of music did my parents listen to, mm-hmm. they love Chicago still to this day. Mm-hmm. I think we have every Chicago tape. wonder why. Is that? Okay. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't. Love the eye contact that's happening in this room. <laughs> I don't. Let's just see what that song feels like. Oh, God. How this does is... this one feel? Wow. What are you picturing now? There is no music video, so don't think about I'm that. I'm Brant come home from a hard day's work. Tell me, Sherry. I... <laughs> A little glass of wine. Oh, I don't know if my parents drank then. Diet Coke. Let's stick to Diet Coke. Uh, (laughs) I will say, both my mother and father love Chicago. Like, it's, to this day, one of their favorite bands. We listen to Chicago Hmm. all the time. I hate this now. And you're an only child? I I am. I am. So there could just be really sentimental memories tied to this music for your folks. You just... 
There's no way of knowing, really. We could call your mom. I don't think that that's wise. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Well, okay. Any final thoughts? I just wanted to share with you the song that was number one on the charts. Any final thoughts? I like. Conceived. I don't love thinking about my parents' sex life. Parents. That's like really not a thing I want to spend a lot of time Making dwelling love. on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. 30 years ago, around now-ish, I came into existence by some people's definition of existence. Who knows what the soundtrack was? Sexually. <laughs> I, uh, wow, I exist. And it's because my parents love each other very much. Yes. And for that, I am grateful. And that's as much as I care to like really dive into that. I will say Sherry does love Chicago and Rod Stewart. And they were in the top 10, 11 mm-hmm. that week, 30 years ago. Happy upcoming birthday this year. I'm so glad you were born. I <laughs> I and am too. I'm so glad you were conceived. I, you know, in a roundabout way, I am too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for Great. thanks for enduring. Uh, Emily, do you have any closing thoughts about Haley's parents making love? I'm glad. You know I'm, my mom and dad. I do. You know them. So what were you need- picturing? <laughs> when we were playing Michael, J- uh, Michael Bolton, <laughs> oh. I was the flowing locks. Moving in the in the music video was where I was focusing. Okay. Brand's always okay. had short hair. Brand Cherry. I'm also uh, just really glad I'm nine years older, and we're not going to do this for me. <laughs> well, and you weren't. You know, I was also conceived nine months and one day. So you're just forcing after, this on her, and, right? But 40, I wasn't. But it was forty years ago. One, so forty-one oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah. So sure. Anyway, um, lucky. Well, we're not going to talk about that. So hey, thanks you all for coming on. We'll <laughs> see you again time. some other time. Bye. Never again. Sincerest thanks to Emily and Haley for being a part of our inaugural edition of Baby Making Music and to Haley for being a good sport, for the most part. The other number one songs on the charts this week were once again Clint Black with Nobody's Home on the Hot Country chart, Salt and Peppa with Expression on the Hot Rap chart, and new arrival Make It Like It Was by Regina Bell on the Hot R&B and Hip Hop chart. The number one album on the charts this week in 1990 for the first of a nine-week run at the top was Paula Abdul's seven-times platinum-selling debut album, Forever Your Girl. The album released in June of 1988 and didn't hit number one for the first time until October of 1989, the longest any album has ever been on the market before hitting number one. And even then, it only held the spot for one week. But after her single, Opposites Attract, released in late November of 89, the album started to really pick up traction, at one point selling nearly 200,000 copies in a single day. To date, the album has sold over 18 million copies worldwide, and as I'm sure you know, Paula's gone on to tons of success in both music and television in her now five-decade-spanning career. I'm sure we'll talk more about her in the coming weeks and months, as this is really only the beginning of her reign. For now, know how thankful I am that you choose to spend these few minutes with me each week, reminiscing on what, at least as far as I can remember, was a much simpler time. Stay hopeful, friends. Drive safe. Compliment strangers and make the world a better place to live. I hope you'll join me again next week. But if not, tell me, how am I supposed to live without you? 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill U Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1990 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com.